do. I'm living in a real wild world these days. Why is everybody gotta lose their mind these days? We're getting crazy in the year 2021. No one's happy, nobody's having any fun. Um, these days. Man, that's, I gotta remember that. Note to self. Call Andy and remember these keywords, these days, because that is a good song. When you get into trouble and nothing's going good these days When nothing makes sense, you can do what you want these days Oh my god, that's so horrible <laughs> I love doing it These days Well, I hope you guys are good I don't know what's going on these days because like police cars I think they're just driving around with their sirens on just to make us think they're doing something it reminds me of when I was uh see I, I recognize a lot of the antics going on right here from when I was a young when I was a young man these days See, there's a cop, right? I'm saying that there's a cop driving by who turned his lights on. I'm going, there's not a fucking emergency, you dingleberry. But, um, these days, man, I can't get that out of my head. Shit, lightning in a bottle, you know? I didn't even plan on discovering something that good. But, um, yeah, I remind when they have their sirens on for no reason and they're like, okay, we're going here. They're not going anywhere. They're just trying to make us think they're going somewhere. They, like, pull up, pull down around the corner, and then they turn their light off and go, oh, God. Let's hang out in the car and look at our cell phones for a few hours. There's some kind of monitor. Make sure you hit your sirens every like 20 minutes and drive down the street um i used to like i was saying i used to do that when i was a kid in junior high i, I didn't go to sixth grade but i went to seventh grade and i was there and i had no friends i wanted to go to school out in thousand oaks it's a really nice area, but I, I realized I really didn't want to go. Um, once I got there, I was like, oh no, I'm just a lone ninny here by myself. So I would pretend that I was on my way to the opposite side of the schoolyard. I've, t I've talked about that before on here, but yeah, I would like wave, I would like be walking by kids and I would want them to think that I was meeting up with friends and stuff. 
So I'd be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> and pretend that I was talking to people. I did that every single day. I wonder if I was doing a good job of it or if everybody just knew that I was full of shit and we're like, that kid's weird, man. He's just walking around waving at people, acting like he's gonna meet, meet up with them. I remember the first time I got drunk, um, speaking on kind of what's going on these days at the, with the riots, storming the Capitol. Um, I stormed my school. I was one of the first times I ever got drunk. And I went into that same school I was talking about and I had such animosity towards towards them. And I had been in construction for a couple years. This is when I was like 15, 16, 17. So I'd done like three years of construction and I was, it was one of my first times really drinking. And so I went and snuck onto the school property and I just vandalized the entire fucking place. I found a piece of rebarb. It was this loose little fucking rebarb. And like through a miracle, there was a bike locked to the, to the bike rack. This was late, late at night. Like maybe around 11.30 at night. I thought it was late, and it wasn't that late. But I s swung the little piece of met this metal bar I found, and I s smacked the lock, and like a miracle, it just broke the lock somehow. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And so I just, uh, I took the bike, and I started riding around with this metal stick and I was going up to lockers and prying off the, cause I knew how to do demo really good and I was really strong. So I like, I'm like, fuck yeah. I put the little bar in between the lock and I broke people's lockers open. I took their books and I ripped the pages out. I went through all their shit uh, I was looking for little love notes or something interesting like that. I remember that. And then, so I was breaking stuff, going through all the lockers, just being a fucking freak. And I remember going up to one of the bungalows and throwing a rock through the window. It was one of the classes I was in, man, bungalows. So... I did a bit of damage. I like to riot it up myself when I was a kid. I don't really get into rioting now. Um, but yeah, I just hate, I was scarred by that experience. Pretending I knew that I was going, well, pretending that I was going somewhere and talking to people that I obviously wasn't. And that's what the cops are doing. And uh, that's that. End of that thought. Does anybody know what it's like to have uh, 
like a grandma that you don't give a flying fuck about. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing. Because in my life I had one grandma that I really loved and really cared about. Um, was always really great to me. And then I got one grandma who is uh, just a real bitch. Um, <laughs> I've heard some people using the C word to just describe her and I don't, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you a damn bit. It's really funny. Cause she's, sometimes I think I get some of my, sh like my shittiness from her. Like kind of being a little ruthless at t certain times. And um, yeah, it's weird. It just, you just never, we never got the connection. She was always just kind of bitchy. She didn't want us to call her grandma. Somehow when I was a ki little kid, I knew to resent her for having to call her Cherie and not grandma. She didn't want to feel old. Um, I can understand not wanting to feel old, but you shouldn't deprive the small child of having a grandma. So I guess, in a way, by doing that, I never really bonded with her. She was, I never viewed her as a grandma. Um, I didn't see her that much. She wasn't really involved in my life. I, I've never gotten a phone call like, hey, how are you doing, you know? She doesn't care. And then when you called, I would call and I would, or I would try to reach out to her when I was younger. It's so weird because I haven't thought about this in a while. But I could tell she didn't give a shit. Like she wasn't excited that I called. And I was like, okay, well let's not do that. I called my other grandma. She's going, oh, I'm glad you called. The squirrels, where they were just telling me a little story. Yeah, they're running all over the roof. And she would tell me these incredible stories and, and about squirrels and the possums and the raccoons. And um, everything was a story. Everybody, every living thing was a character. Um, she's just so funny. And yeah, she did everything with us. And. And yeah, and then we have this other grandma, the shitty grandma. Now, I think she's pretty cool, to tell you the truth. I don't, I think she's a cool woman, but a crappy grandma. Like, she, uh, she's someone who's fun to talk to. She's real sassy. She's got a, um, she just can talk major shit. If I were to compare her to somebody, I would say think of the grandma um, from Arrested Development. Just drinking, slurring, talking shit. She is funny. You just don't want her to be... And you know what? She never was my grandma. So in a way, she's kind of just like my homegirl. Oh, there's Cherie. She's popping off again. 
She's getting crazy. Um, yeah, so that to me that's fascinating. You just got this, this grandma. She's a cool lady, but a shitty grandma. There you go, there you have it. I think I've uh, reiterated it enough. But, so there's always gonna be love. I got love for my homegirl. If she ever needed anything, I would jump in there. I'd help out. Always going to be nice to her. Just because she's shitty doesn't mean you got to be rude. Come on, guys. Don't be an animal. Pull it together, you cruel bastards. You got to love your homegirls. And, and you got to respect those grandmas, dude. For somebody who wants to actually be your grandma. <laughs> Alright, we got a question from the audience. And I'm excited to see what it is. Here we go. Uh, hello, Clifford. Uh, first time caller. My name is uh, Thomas Jefferson the Fourth, and my question for you today is: um, uh, Well, if you were one of those Siri-like characters, or Alexa, or what have you, you know, one of those um, computer voice um, people that live inside your phone, and well, you know, hey Clifford, um, add this to my grocery list, or uh, hey Clifford, uh, set a reminder for my doctor appointment at three o'clock, you know, and then you had to provide the voice in which you said, oh yes, um, I can do that for you right away, sir. Uh, my question is, uh, what would your voice sound like in that context? And um, if you had to per perform these voice duties live from a call center rather than uh, by recording, um, would you start to, you know, develop a personal, uh, that is romantic relationship with, um, the users a la the, uh, film Her with, um, Matthew McConaughey or whoever it was, and, uh, how long would it take you to, to start to fall in love with the, the voice on the other end of the line, so to speak? Um, th thank you for answering my question, uh, I'll take it off the air. Wow, Tommy J4, TJ4, Thomas Jefferson the fourth, coming in great, coming in real great with a good question. Let's think, let's think of part one. I think this would be my Siri voice. I'd kind of just be like, hey, what's going on? Someone would go, hey Clifford. And I go, oh, what's that? What's up? And they go, like, oh, you can you uh, pull up some uh, sexy videos? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Let's see what I got. I'm horny myself now that you mention it. Here's some, here's some videos that I'm into. And then um, the person would be, because these are all live calls. 
I like the idea of being an operator. I like to think of a bunch of people riding around on roller skates like the old operators did, plugging into different ports. Um, I think one of the things I'm most interested in is, does everybody, like, would Clifford be assigned one guy or girl, you know, would I, or person? Would I be, it would be like, okay, this is your person. Like in Grey's Anatomy. Stop it. But um, anyways, I hate that. Um, do, yeah, so they assign me a human, and then I, I go, okay. So I sit there all day waiting for the for someone to go hey Clifford and I go oh I'm on there's got to be some days where I have nothing to do I guess some days you'll be more busy than usual so it kind of evens out I mean I'm the kind of person who I would never I don't use Siri a lot I'll talk into my fire stick controller all day but I don't really need Siri for much I hope you don't mind Siri if you're listening um you asked me how long it would be to fall in love I don't know there's one experience I had where um let's see I shouldn't reveal who this person is well, it's somebody's dad. Some person's dad. And they were talking trash with Siri. You know, getting real kind of sexually aggressive. And I, I was quite taken by it. Um, so I know that it must happen. How long it takes, I don't know. I'd have to go find this person and and say, how long have you had this? I was spending the night at this house and um, this person's dad was getting quite loud in the other bedroom. Talking to Siri about like, ah, oh, come on, you like it. Come on, let's go, uh-uh. And Siri was just like, I cannot do that. And then he was like, come on, yeah, you can do that, come on. He's like, really talking aggressive and sexual. Come on, suck my dick. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I cannot do that. Yeah, you can, come on, don't be difficult, come on. So I don't know what that's about, but I know it happens. Even if it's not, even if it's an automated voice. People are getting into these strange relationships with their uh, with their phone. So I don't know. I don't know how long it takes. Seems like it could happen overnight. You open up that package. You p plug your phone in. Sometimes it's just magic right from the beginning. Hey Clifford. Can you tell me a sexy story? Yeah, I guess. Uh, 
Yeah, because I, from what my experience was, when I saw this guy, heard this guy yelling at his phone and getting angry with Siri, Siri was like, I don't know how to help you, man. So, I know it happens. I know it's likely to happen really fast. I mean, how are you not going to fall in love? Either way, on either end. The operator, I'm here, I'm your, you're my person. I'm sitting around waiting for you to say something to address me. At least Siri doesn't like call out to you when you're like doing it. Sometimes Siri does, now that I think about it. I was on stage doing stand-up and my phone started talking, started heckling me. It was like, what can I get? What can I do for you? I'm going, I'm not talking to you, you fucking asshole. Siri was trying to get in on the act like Lucy Ricardo. She just like started chiming in. Who are you calling? Automated. See, it's not as funny when it's Siri. I wonder if I can do a whole act where I go back and forth with Siri and we can kind of take it on the take it on the road. It'll just be me and my partner Siri. But uh, that was a great question, Tommy Tommy J. Four thousand. Um, yeah, all of I encourage all of you to send me your questions, and I'll do my best job to answer them. And um, until next time, which will be tomorrow, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Hey, send me questions. I love answering them. All right. Love you guys. Be safe out there. Trump is saying I love you now, so he's kind of ruining my thing. I'm kind of like, a lot of my friends know me for saying I love you and giving a lot of hugs. So, like, for a lot of people in my life, I brought the hug into their life. The greeting hug and the I love yous. And, it, we, and we enjoy it, but Trump had to go on TV and say it. He's like telling the protesters, I love you. That was beautiful. All right, talk to you tomorrow. My kings and queens above 60. <laughs> ah, I love that. Hope you guys have a good night. Bye.